Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. I'm here, this is Aurélien, I'm here with Glenn and Darcy, and today we will be discussing um, how to overcome the challenges that newbies face, and uh, that's a question we got from the audience, actually from a, a friend of mine, and yeah, Darcy, would you like to be uh, the first one to, uh, to get this going? Yeah, boy, um, I've been in, in this business now 21 years. And, you know, in some parts of it, I still feel new things are changing and you do a lot of things still for the first time. So that familiar feeling of, oh, what do I do next is very familiar. That's redundant, isn't it? But it's familiar to all of us. You're, you know, it's a challenging business with lots of changes. And I think many of us will always come into some process where we're new to it. So I can relate. Um, I had to cast back to what some of the things I did to keep on track, uh, to overcome obstacles. I think I would throw out, and then I'll leave it to the others. One of the easiest ones is just get more information. Uh, I think sometimes we make decisions on partial information. And if we can slow your heart rate and slow down the process, because you feel if you're leading, you feel that you have to have answers. And better leaders have better questions, not answers. You get to more information. You find out what you're missing. And in those gaps that you can fill in by asking better questions, you can often find a solution. Um, you know, who you ask is important. Um, and I think probably Aurelian's going to talk about mentors or um, uh, networking groups and that. It's a passion of his. But oh, I see you smiling too. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just what you're going to do. Uh, it was good. Um, I'll leave that for you to touch on, but ask better questions. Um, that'd be my first thing. Just get better inf information. Uh, if you're up against an obstacle, it's something you don't know. Uh, I'd say to my girls all the time, what do smart girls do? They ask questions. Um, and you know, that thing, there are no stupid questions isn't entirely true. There are some stupid questions. So ask better ones and persist. Uh, if you're up against an obstacle, uh, try to find what it is. Uh, don't just assume that's dangerous guys. What else do you have? Well, where I was going with this is like um, kind of doing a self-evaluation. Like how resilient are you, right? How can you, what, what are you going to be okay with? Um, like, can you, and you, sometimes you won't know it when you're newbie, what you can deal with and what uh, gets you riled. Um, but like, you're going to run into late rent or people not paying. You're going to run into evictions. You're going to run into damage, maintenance, late calls. And um can, is this something you can deal with? Uh, is this something you want to deal with? And this goes back to when we're talking about systems. Could this be something you could have someone else do if you don't think you could deal with this? So one way to overcome this obstacle is just divert it completely. Um, and that's one thing uh, just I wanted off my plate. Because uh, so for me, as I grew, I started by doing self-management. And now I want to use a, a property management uh, company in order to do these things. Cause honestly, it's a thankless job. Um, it's a lot of hard work and honestly, it sounds really expensive paying eight or 10% or whatever to these property managers, but it takes a lot off your plate and you don't have to worry about it. Um, so if you want to scale, it's going to be, unless you're creating a whole property management company, right. And that's the sort of part of one of the corner parts of your company, but Honestly, if you're going to do it all yourself and not have uh, build a team out in that field, you'd, I would want to 
start outsourcing it even early. I do think you should start, you should do some of it yourself because you'll understand what they're going through. Because um, otherwise you don't understand and you get upset and you don't understand timelines, you don't understand how long things take. Um, but that's my thing is to, to start taking some of these things off of your plate. Um, another thing to get rid of some of these obstacles might be doing a renovation before you rent, because then you understand what's going on in that building and you understand what is new and what's not. You have a contractor walk this property. They've said what's done, what's not, or what needs to be done, what could be done. And you can kind of know what's, what you're in for. You know, just uh, like Darcy was saying, information. You, you kind of know more about this property. You know what's gonna, you're in for. Um, <clears throat> and the same thing with uh, diverting this off is maybe doing a, a rent to own or a lease option if you're doing a single family house because it's one way to put um, maintenance and other things in the, the tenant's hands. You could, you could divert a lot of these issues so that they're not your issues. The people aren't gonna be calling you. They're not gonna be calling your property management. Um, and also it puts um, one of the big problems with uh, people or tenants in general is that there's really nothing to lose as the tenant um, and it makes something to lose. They have a deposit they put down to buy this property and they could lose that if they don't keep their maintenance up, if they don't pay whatever is required in the contract, right? Um, so it makes it them more accountable, right? So it might be one way to, well, the way I looked at this was to just divert it off to other people, try and, you know, we talk about systems, right? What about you, Ari? Yeah. Um... Um, I would think, uh, there are, I had a few ideas. So I find, you know, when you get started as a newbie, one of the issues is you are faced with an ocean of free resources. So, and also you have lots of diverse strategies. You have lots of different, um, uh, ways you can get going and started in real estate. And, um, so my recommendation would be to, Pick one resource and, uh, you know, until you, you feel that you've, um, like, pick one podcast, for example, and, and be consistent, listen to it. This one. You should pick this one. Yeah, pick this one. <laughs> it's an overview every time of a, on a topic. So it's a good, uh, it's a good introduction to, uh, to real estate investing. And we've covered several times. Um, we've, we've done several episodes about uh, getting started. Um, and also one of the questions could be what, which asset class? And I know um, if you're started with limited funds and we've, we've covered that already, in one episode, um, it can be a good way to get started if you do house hacking uh, and you don't have a family uh, that you're responsible for, um, don't have any kids. House hacking can be a good strategy than a house flipping and um, these are good entry points. Um, in now in the on the psychological level, I know for myself I had some limiting beliefs. Um, I was thinking small, and I think it's important to try and think a little bigger. Um, like Glenn was saying, you know, learn to delegate. Like for example, uh, some tasks that can be repetitive and that you're not really good at. Um, the question is not how, but who. Who should you uh, hire to help you? Uh, and it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be expensive. There are websites where you can hire uh, third parties at um, lower rates, um, and partner up instead of thinking. And which leads me to this proverb that I like um, instead of thinking small. Sorry, which 
reminds me of this proverb, alone we go faster, together we go further. Um, I think there is a lot of wisdom in this. Um, so lack of knowledge can be a big hurdle, but now we have, as I said earlier, a democratization of the knowledge, so it becomes easier to the point where it can be difficult to um, to, to decide, you know, where, what, where to start. That's true. Uh, and um, I found for myself also, um, the early early days, I needed to save for a down payment, and and that required for me some discipline. And I, I remember reading The Wealthy Barber, and the idea of paying myself first. And um, so that's how I learned the benefits of uh, discipline. And then that's how I started saving. And uh, in, in terms of financing, there were also some hurdles there. Um, it's good to do a few deals on your own. And then when you approach a lender, there is this wall, you know, of you, can, you can qualify for only so many mortgages. But after a while, when you have enough properties, enough experience, uh, you can approach the commercial lender of a bank, for example, and then uh, new opportunities will present themselves and, um, and they will look at you differently, more as a professional investor, and, uh, and then you can get further financing. I know that was one of the hurdles that I was, um, I was, I was faced with. Yeah. Ari, could you say that uh, with your proverb or your, your little saying thing you had there again? Alone, we go faster. Together, we go further. And well, this is one thing that I didn't even write in my notes, but you know, you're kind of touching on it. There is partner with someone who's done this. Work with someone who's done this. Ask questions of someone who's done this. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You mm -hmm. might be creating new obstacles that you don't even need to see. <laughs> you yeah. might be your own worst yeah. enemy. <laughs> Yeah, that's why those investment groups and peer groups are so helpful. Yeah. Um, they keep you accountable, uh, which is, you know, that's why a gym membership purchased with a personal trainer is far more effective than just buying an annual pass and then walking out and not doing anything with it. We know that if you're accountable to someone, that someone's waiting for you to show up, that there's a little bit of good pressure on you, not the healthy kind of pressure, not you know, shaming, that we perform a lot higher. And we just feel supported that there's someone there, a coach, someone who's saying you can do this and remind you to slow down and think your way through the problem. There's no part of this business that requires a genius over a grade five level. It does require wisdom though. Like the math isn't hard. This is grade five math. I'm grateful for that because grade 12 math was a disaster for me. Upper level calculus, forget about it. I can push a broom and nail and you know, hammer and a nail kind of guy. Um, so it's not about intelligence. It's about those other emotional intelligence, about persistence, about willingness to ask for help, about controlling yourself. And one of the ones I thought that, uh, this morning when I got up, I thought of these things last night before we went, uh, for the end of the day is showing up with your best self. Um, often if you show up late and unprepared and not even settled, you're not going to make good decisions. Um, this isn't a job where you can party all night and then you show up the next morning and work. You have to be your best self when you're dealing with other people. You just can't, it's not a job for undisciplined people. So some of that is, you know, if you've got obstacles, don't make yourself the biggest obstacle. Don't show up tired and late and drunk or hungover or stoned or, you know, worse, um, and not ready for the work. Um, take those kind of easy obstacles out of the way. You're well prepared. You've chased all the information you need to know. 
Um, you know, those are some of the obstacles that I see people stumble with and they're the easiest to remove. Um, I don't know. You, you mentioned the, you, no, no, you didn't, but you, you mentioned the education level for doing some of this stuff, but you know, they're, you know, the math at least is simple. Um, but a lot of people, what they forget is they think that if they just know the mechanics of how to do it, they can do real estate really successfully. Um, but I've always heard this analogy or comparison to weight loss and everybody knows how to lose weight eat less calories and do exercise, but everyone knows the formula, but it's executing what you need, what you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that requires wisdom and persistence and discipline as already said, yeah, you know, it's not easy to lose weight. I, and I think you know. also one aspect is, uh, you know, you analysis paralysis can also be a, a problem for newbies, you know, where they analyze deals and then yeah. talk about it and, and then at some point you just need to get going with it. You know, you just pull the trigger, pick a strategy, <laughs> pick a strategy, and just do it. Uh, get a property on the contract, go to the bank, and do do this, take the next steps and just do it. And um, yeah, Darcy mentioned mentorship. Um, in the uh, common in the common path to uncommon success, they recommend to pick a mentor that is one year ahead of what you want to do, and uh, and just learn from them, and uh, you know take them for lunch, and uh, have informal conversations with them, and and maybe don't use the word mentor so it doesn't feel like you're asking too much of them, and um, and also when we talk about so we the three of us have a mastermind where we get together on a monthly basis and we talk about our goals, and we help each other. Like last time, you know, I had my goal and, and I got feedbacks from the guys and they said, you know, maybe you can uh, tweak it that way to, to, you know, save some time. And, and that was beneficial. And uh, when you put several minds together, you know, the, the sum is more than the, um, I forget, I forget the wording, but uh, <laughs> it's more than the sum of the each parts. Yeah. yeah. The whole is more than the sum of the parts. Oh, look at us throwing out these oh, yeah. parables. Um, Ari, earlier you were saying the small thinking was like one of the things when you started, right? Mm -hmm. um, if it, It's easy to say, think big, but maybe is there any like tools or books or anything that you, you said, like you would say, well, that really helped me think a little bit bigger? Well, to be honest, it's still something I struggle with. Uh, I still look at smaller properties. Uh, I, I still struggle with uh, thinking small. Um, but I remember uh, clearly at some point I was thinking, okay, okay, I was afraid of um, handling too many units. And I was like, it's going to be overwhelming. And, and I sat down and I, what I, I like to do, I like to meditate and, um, you know, think it through. And, um, and yeah, and then just... Uh, I meditated through it and, and became more familiar with the idea and um, look at, okay, what's what's the worst that can happen? And um, I've done it for already so many years and I think I'm going to be okay. I think I can handle a little bit, little bit more when I look actually of the amount of time it takes. And recently I did that because I have a, I, I, there is a new project I want to work on and I wanted to make time for it. And I was, I, I looked at, okay, how do I spend my hours, the hours in the day that I have every week? Because I only have so many hours. How do I spend them? And I had to make some decisions in terms of, okay, I'm going to spend less time on this to spend more time on this new project that, that is dear to me. And um, yeah, so have a real 
uh, heart to heart with what it, what it is you're 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 afraid of, and and look at it with um, you know be clinical. Look at it like from the perspective of what is it in actuality? What is it really? You know, there are the emotions around it, but what is it in fact? What are the facts around it? And then looking at the facts helped me. But also it's it's a mindset problem. And um, I think maybe talking to people who are already walking um, a walk that you want to walk uh, are further ahead, are uh, surround yourself maybe with people that are already doing what it is you want to do. Oh, this yep. is gold. You're incredibly disciplined <clears throat> and balanced. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I hope people are tuning into this and picking up what you're throwing out there. That's really good stuff. <laughs> this is slightly different, but an exercise to do if you um, uh, is just to write down what you're doing while you're doing it and how long you're doing it for. So for instance, if you're like sitting down in your desk and you're like, I'm doing work for real estate, but then you, you write down like, oh, I was doing accounting or I was doing um, uploading podcasts. And then you look at it afterwards and you can see what was actually um, what you could get someone else to do. A little less off topic. What other people, things other people could do. Things, how much money, time you're actually spending on the, the activities that make money. Um, and how much time you're just wasting kicking around on the computer. And it, it's one of those things for, to be more efficient. To, and once you see what you're doing, <laughs> you can go, why am I spending all this time looking at email? <laughs> like, you know, there was actually, it wasn't like looking at an email and dealing with it, just going through the mass, like you, there's just always fat to cut. Um, Cause you know, um, we're talking systems all the time and uh, being more efficient and working yourself out of this job. And you can find out where you're inefficient. Uh, one of the things that we employed, because the hardest thing about doing this business actually is pulling the trigger on purchases. As Glenn said, you can goof around on your computer around the edges of the business all day and accomplish nothing. Um, you know, the essential thing about being real estate investing is investing. That is the step. It's not getting business cards. It's not getting a website or any of these other things. It's actually buying properties. And that's a big step, whether it's a, you know, a two bedroom rancher in Indiana or a 48 unit apartment building in Edmonton, it takes the same step to, sit, to agree to do it, to initiate the process. Um, we did create a, a little, what we call the grid. I think we're on version 12 right now. And the grid's just a simple uh, purchasing uh, tool. Uh, the guys have seen it a bit, but once you drop the numbers in, if everything is green, and I did this on purpose, my brother and I argued about this a little bit because he's, he's just a number kind of guy. If the right number's in the box, then he will go. I says, no, if the right number's in the box, the box has to be green. <laughs> so we know to go because otherwise... We'll sit here looking at the numbers. If the whole thing shows green down the column of our key metrics, that means we write a purchase uh, and offer to purchase. It doesn't mean anything else. It means we purchase, right? Um, that's a hard step. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, little. We should maybe define what your grid is. It's an Excel sheet that yeah, has a whole right. bunch of formulas <laughs> that's right. that calculates that's right. what all the metrics and which ones are good and which ones are bad. That is true. That's true. <laughs> you know, we can have a much more simple grid. You can do, we talk about the over the envelope, yeah. um, off the envelope, or, you know, on the dashboard of your car when you're looking at the property. This one's a little bit more involved. Mm -hmm. It has, you know, six or seven key metrics for us that we're going to go back to go, what was the price of suite on that? What did we pay for that? What do we assume? But it's a, when the right numbers come up, it's green means go. Um, and we have it 
you know, balanced against projected. This is CMHC numbers, and this is the actual. And if the actual says, you know, go, we go, we buy. It's just done. And some of the decision making, the obstacles, are taken away by just some earlier pre-considered work. This is what we're going to do when we see this. This is what we do when you do when we see that. And that's taken some of the obstacles out because you're forced to go. You're compelled. I think we're getting long in the tooth here, guys. Well, one last thing to say though before that, but what you're saying there is you it's easy to define what you if you find what you're looking for because it's defined what you're looking for. Um a lot of people say they want because. a good deal and then they just kick the can down the street forever and look at a whole bunch of deals, but they don't actually know the numbers because yours turns green when it hits the metrics. All the mm-hmm. them all go green or they're all really close to green, then you can pull the trigger. But if you don't know what you're going for, you're just gonna keep kicking the can and looking at maybe I need a different strategy and you don't, you'll see a great deal and you won't even know it's a great deal. Well, to quote the great one, Wayne Gretzky, you miss a hundred percent of all the shots that you don't take. Mm. It's about focus and taking a shot. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's and a critical take, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Was that I our fourth quote? Your <laughs> <the> last quote, <laughs> the best time to invest in real estate was yesterday and the next best time is today. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's done. get it to a nice even five. <laughs> uh, bring us in, Ari. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed having you uh, uh, join us today. As you as you know, you can submit your questions to advancedreitalk at gmail.com. That's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And we, it will be our pleasure to answer your questions. And um, yeah, thank you, Glenn and Darcy, for being uh, today on the show and we hope to see you next week bye 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 guys